Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. We're so glad you're here. We've got a special guest today, but before we get into that, just want to quickly celebrate the 35 people that are in round eight of the mastermind. This is sold out now eight times, which is incredible. Eight times. And we've got these people locked and loaded, ready to grow their business for six whole weeks. We've got people from Canada, Australia, US, all over the world that are doing all different types of things in their creative businesses. We have wedding industry people, we got brand people, mm-hmm. we got social media strategists, web designers, all that good stuff. So Joey and I literally can't wait for these things to start. We're starting. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. So yeah, this mastermind's cool. We've got like a new pricing workshop that we've never done before inside of the mastermind. We're going to do that this round. Some cool new surprises for these people. If you want to keep up to date on it, we post on our socials a lot about it. So you can kind of join vicariously through this community that's happening. But if you're thinking, man, I missed out. I really want in on the next one. You can already join the waitlist for the next one. So all you have to do is go to creativerise.com waitlist there, join in so that you can be a part of round nine, which would be happening next year, which is really exciting. Crazy. So go do that. Guys, today we've got Grayson Lupus on the podcast. Now, this is somebody that I found on TikTok. Just hilarious to think that, oh, I found somebody on TikTok and now we're interviewing them. But yeah, TikTok is raging right now and there's not a lot of people doing it really, really well. Grayson is one of those people doing it well, doing it so well that he actually has built a business up to $30,000 four months from starting it. So that is pretty dang $30,000 months. Now, these aren't like, oh, I spiked one month and hit revenue. This is monthly recurring revenue, which means he's got a recurring revenue model that's going to provide him at least a minimum right now of $350,000 this year in in just doing what he's doing. So this podcast debunks what he's doing, how he's doing it, how you could possibly do something similar. More importantly, just educating you on what he knows so well and how that's going to help you grow your business and how it could help you grow you know, your clients' businesses as well. So here's our chat with Grayson. What's going on, Grayson? Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Christy. Good to be on the show. I'm excited to, to chat up with you guys. Yeah, we're stoked for uh, this conversation. It's going to be great. We were just chatting offline before we just hit record, and this is going to be a really fun convo. So really excited, man. Let's jump on into rapid fire, as we always do. Okay, everyone knows we start with four rapid fire questions we ask every single guest, and we're so excited to ask Grayson these questions as well. Number one, super easy. Where are you from? I am from Seattle. Right now, I'm in Phoenix, though. Phoenix, Arizona. Love it. Okay. So from Seattle, but currently in Phoenix. And you kind of split time a little bit, right? A little snowbird. Yep. I like to snowbird. I'm an old man already. Yeah. I like to go back and forth. <laughs> an old man too. Tell us your age. I'm adding in a rapid fire. I'm 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> 19 years love old it. and snowbirding. I love, love it. it. Okay. We actually have yep. quite a few. This is killing rapid fire. We, we actually have quite a few friends. <laughs> I'm 23. I'm going to be 24 soon. So we're not that we're not that far in age. We have quite a few friends that are in this kind of age group right now who are also snowbirds. And it's so funny constantly if, talking to people about it because they're like, wait, you're 19 and you're you're already snowboarding like you're 65. And we play a lot yeah. of pickleball. This is totally going <laughs> off topic, but I love pickleball. I don't know if you've played much, I but it is like pickleball. the snowbird sport. Okay. Oh, it's like the snowbird yes. sport, right, pickleball. bro? Dude, we play daily. So oh, it's yeah. like even that, man, it's like, oh, such a snowbird and thing. And if as somebody well. doesn't know what a snowbird is, it's when someone lives in a cold climate at normally they're from and they climate. leave the cold climate and go somewhere warm for the winter AKA, like in arizona yeah, florida southern california all just stuff. a little context okay for somebody. let's keep it going okay. uh grayson what's your business tell everybody quickly if you met somebody in the elevator what's your quick hey this is what yep. i do my business is called short form services and we help specifically coaches course creators and consultants we help them create personal brands using short form content love, love it, it. So cool. cool okay and then our favorite rapid fire question ever 
What's a bomb you've had in your business or what's a flop that has happened or an embarrassing moment, whatever, wherever you want to take this question. What's something that's happened in your business where you go, oh, shoot, shouldn't have done that. Or if I look back and I go, ooh, embarrassing moment, what is that? I would say, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but I would say like some strange fact is that I didn't have a website in my business until literally probably a week ago. I was just (laughs) up until then. Up until then, I was just like sending everybody straight to a Calendly page, which I guess is a website, but it's just, it's really just a calendar you book calls on. And I literally just created like a opt-in form, whole funnel deal like that. So first time putting together a website and I, yeah. That is great. And everyone is going to find out why that is so shocking in about probably like five seconds. Yeah. So Grayson, just for viewer context here and for your context, if we continue to go into this, we have been building on Instagram for years and years and years and years and years. When TikTok came up, I was like, it's like just so cheesy right now, which I'm sure you hear this all the time, you know, but eventually we were like, okay, we're, we're idiots to not be trying to build our brands on TikTok too. So we jumped on TikTok and you're probably one of the first people that I actually saw on TikTok where I was like, wow, this guy's giving a lot of really good value. I enjoy his videos. I'm going to follow him. And then eventually I reached out to you and said, Hey, we got to get you on the podcast. What I've learned through TikTok is what you do, but knowing now through talking to you, you only started like three to four months ago and you're in your, you're in your first four months of business, right? Yes, correct. So for most people, that's like, oh, dude, you are fresh. You are so, so fresh. Now, where's your revenue at in your first four months? Yeah, so first four months, $0 in paid ads up until yesterday. And we oh, scaled wow. to okay. 25K a month. I actually closed like four and a half grand this morning. So it's actually around 30 now, but yeah. Okay, and is this nice. all recurring? This is all recurring revenue, yeah. Okay, so you've got okay, you've got a a twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar business in recurring revenue at the age of nineteen in four months. That is, I'm sure you're aware of that, but that is that is not normal. Um, that's pretty insane. Well, yeah, like four months, whatever that sounds like a lot, but there was a there was a lot of work put in leading up to those four months. So it wasn't like four months, I'm brand new, I start a business, I don't know what I'm doing. It was like, yes. you know, two years worth of reading all the self-development books, watching all the YouTube videos, learning, getting internships that Mm. led to finally then starting a business. So it wasn't just like, boom, success right off the bat. And I've failed a bunch of previous businesses too, so. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So let's go, let's unpack that a little bit because people are probably listening to this going, wow. How did you get there? That's crazy, you're doing 25 to 30K a month. Mm. It's recurring revenue too. Most people, if they're gonna hit like a 20K month, you know, it's not recurring. They get so stoked. And the 20K month that's not recurring is still great. But to be hitting that on a, on a monthly basis is phenomenal. Quickly, just unpack like what the offer slash offers you guys have are. Because uh, I know you said short from you know, services, but break that down a little bit more. Uh, how do you actually help consultants, coaches, and all that stuff grow their brands online? What does that look like? What's the offer look like? Yeah, so we have, we have two different offers. One, we actually just launched. The other one has been our offer, which is the recurring revenue offer. And it's basically, we edit your videos for you. And then I get on Zoom calls and coach my clients through like, you know, here's how to make your videos look good. Here's the how to make them sound good. Here's good hooks. Here's how we here how we can we make your content better. So I kind of get on coaching calls with all my clients, and then on the back end, we also have a six team editing six person editing team that edits all the videos for them. So that's basically the offer. It's like 30, 60, 90 videos a month, however many they want to do. And on the we coach them on the front end, edit the videos on the back end for them. So it's all as as much as content can be done for you is how we do it. Love it. Wow. That's awesome. So some people are doing 30, 60, or 90 videos a month. Yeah. So I would say the majority of my clients do 30 videos a month, one video a day. 
then I have some clients that do 60 yep. and I think I have one client that does three videos a day. So 90 a month. Okay, cool. So obviously there's a lot of force behind creating that many videos. And now the question of why someone even want to create 30 videos a month, 60 videos a month or 90 videos a month is a probably a whole other topic that I would love to, to chat about later on this podcast, but walk us through. So you've got these two different offers. I know you said there's a lot of front end work going into building your business that you're currently running right now. You're 19. Walk us through how did you get to the point of launching your business? Yeah. So you said you read some self-development stuff. You did YouTube. You failed some other stuff. Yeah, give I want to hear about give that Give us like too. the two-minute spiel on how did Grayson get from, I don't know, wherever you were five, 10 years ago to now being 19, having a, what, was the, what is that? Like $300,000, $350,000 business per year projected yeah. if you're doing like 30K a month? I think the like goal for this year, year is I'm hoping at half a million yeah. this year. So we'll see if we get there. But that's the goal because I'm hoping we're Sweet. not going to stay the same, but we'll see. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, so I'll, I'll walk you through kind of the beginning. Yeah. So uh, I think I was up until like when I was 16, 17, I wanted to be like a doctor. And I just said that because... I want to make money and I didn't know, you know, business owner. My parents are both teachers. So I was like, business owner doesn't really seem like a job, right? I need a job. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to be a doctor. That way I can make money and not have to do the whole business thing because that doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know anybody. So then I got a, a girlfriend when I was 16, freshman year of high school. Started hanging out with her more. Her dad um, owns a couple of grocery stores called Harbor Greens. They're in uh, Seattle, Washington. And, um, so I started to hang out with her, hang out with her family. I start to see her dad more. He kind of starts to become like a second father figure to me. Um, and I start learning about how business works. I see that he gets to come home whenever he wants to. He does work a lot, but he can take a month off to go skiing. He can do whatever he wants. I'm like, this looks awesome. What does he do? So I start asking questions. I learn more about entrepreneurship that way. Then I decide, all right, I feel like I might have like an entrepreneur type personality. And I don't want to get a job at Safeway or Fred Meyer like all my friends. So instead, I'm going to try and start a business instead of getting a job in high school. So started a drop shipping business, um, which is where a lot of people start. And so I started drop shipping using TikTok ads back in like 2018 or 19, whenever they first launched the ads. And looking back, if I had like stayed with that, I think it actually could have been a pretty good business because nobody was running ads on TikTok back in 2019. And the real, yeah. I still feel like yeah, there's yeah, not yeah. really anyone running ads on TikTok comparative yeah, to like, exactly. you know, other platforms. Um, which is, there's still a huge opportunity there, but in terms of product-based like drop shipping ads, which are like super saturated now, back then it would have been insane if I had done it correctly, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So I started like a blue light glasses business. I was gonna sell these blue light glasses. I had all these ad creatives and stuff. I, I you know, edited myself put it together, made two sales my first day. And then after that, $0 for the rest of the week. And so I gave up. I had no idea what I was doing. So that was like my first business venture, I would say. And it taught me a lot about, you know, how to build a website, how to, on Shopify, how to run ads, what an ad creative is. So it taught me a lot of this stuff that I didn't really know until you get past it. You're like, oh, I actually learned a lot from that, even though I failed. So that was kind of the first thing I did. Second thing I did was actually on TikTok, I was going to try and become an influencer, just kind of like a overall influencer, like, you know, the trends, the dances, the singing, all that stuff, right? That you kind of like the influencers do. And so in about four or five months, I actually got to 250,000 followers on TikTok, just posting all the trends and stuff. I built up like a pretty good following. I had some like brand sponsorship opportunities that I actually figured out I couldn't even take 
because I wanted to play college basketball. You couldn't have back then, now you can, but back then you couldn't have sort of the sponsorships. And so I was like, shoot, I got all these followers. Now I'm not making any money and it's, this is doing nothing for me. So fast forward a little bit, go to college and get an internship at a real estate company because I wanted to go into real estate. I also got my real estate license right out of high school. I uh, never used it once. And then led the marketing department for that, for that real estate company because they needed more help with the marketing side of things. Started a TikTok account for them. Grew to like 25,000 followers within three months. And they got a lot of leads from it. And we raised like 60 grand from it for their fund. And then he was like, you should go do this for other people. And so I have a video of me like six months ago, a video of me taking Iman Gadji's SMMA course, um, social media marketing course, saying, Grayson, in a year from now, you're gonna be at 10K a month. You're gonna do this thing. You're gonna stick with it. And now four months, five months later, 25 or 30 grand a month. So it's been pretty cool. Wow. That's incredible. That's crazy. So there's a lot of different things in there. I didn't know that you had another TikTok account. I'm assuming that one's like- I haven't used that account in probably a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So what made you want to give all of that up? Because obviously like a following is social currency, right? In today's day and age. And a lot of people would kill to have 250,000 followers on a TikTok account of them, what made you go, you know what, I'm just gonna pivot away from that. I'm gonna leave all that behind and start something different. Like that's what's so interesting to me. What made you leave that rather than trying to like convert it and change it and change the audience? So, I mean, I honestly believe that if I had stuck with that, I probably would be at a place now cause that was like 2018, 2019 and 2020 that I was doing that. I would say that if I had stuck with that, I'd probably be at a few million followers and somewhere along the lines of like Josh Richards, Noah Beck type people. If you know who they are, they're just like influencers, like TikTok, pretty boy influencers. But I kind of looked at like, what do I want my life to look like? Like the last, you know, when I was thinking about like, should I keep doing this? Should I not do it? What's the point? And I was like, you know, I see myself, you know, staying with this girl, getting married to her. You know, I want to live in Washington. I want to have a beautiful family. I don't really want to be like, famous in terms of like influencer famous. I think business world famous is, is perfectly fine, but like influencer famous wise, you know, that's not not really the route that I wanted different. to go. It would have been fine. I don't know if that would have been satisfying for me. So I decided that I wanted to be more of the business side of things and less like influencer side of things. And I also think that it's a little weird, you know, making the whole, a lot of the reason people follow me I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but it's probably because I'm semi good looking. And so there's a lot of girls following me. I think my following is 98% women. And so it is a little weird when you have a girlfriend, spouse that you are making videos and stuff. So it's a, it got a little <laughs> totally. weird. And I also Absolutely. just was starting to get into business. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like, this makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. Right, cool. right. Yeah, you saw what you actually wanted down the road yeah. and made it pivotal decision of what you're, where you wanted to go, which is obviously serving you very well now, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms totally. of like what he was saying about pivoting that audience, I think if you have an audience of 98% women that are all not interested in business, it'd be really, really hard for TikTok to be like, okay, he was doing this. Now he's going to switch to business. Should I show his videos to them? And then you're just going to start losing followers, losing followers instead of just creating a new account and gain followers because TikTok's pretty quick anyways. You can get to yeah. a thousand, ten thousand followers yeah. overnight. So that's why I started the new account. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you started a new account, you started short form services, you're starting to grow that. 
funny enough, we just chatted about this offline. You, you're actually not a creative when it comes to the very traditional sense of like a creative photographer, filmmaker, graphic designer. You're not one of those. I asked you the question, okay, so you obviously edit short from video. You must have been a filmmaker. And you said- I know nothing about answer? cameras. I know nothing about microphones. I know nothing about <laughs> what's the best tripod or lighting setup. I YouTubed how to do all this that I have going on here. And like, I'm not a camera guy at all. I've never edited a video myself. I don't know how to use Premiere Pro. I built out an entire editing team to do that side of things for me. I had my camera guy that I used to use help me get all this set up going. So that's not my expertise. I'm more of a marketing guy. And this was just more of a marketing opportunity that I saw I could help business owners because they're not really using short form. I'd done it before. So that's why I took this opportunity, not because I'm a film guy. Gotcha. Okay. So that's obviously... That's obviously something that I would say a lot of successful people would go, wow, that's cool. And that's probably a really common trait of people that have success in things. They look at an opportunity to go, how do I capitalize on the opportunity? Yes. What do I have to do in order to capitalize on it? Rather than going, am I the right fit for this opportunity? Right? They just go, this is the opportunity I want. How do I capitalize on it? Speaking to everyone who's listened to the show, which is creative people, everyone on this who listens to the show is looking to grow their business. You obviously have to get really clear on who your client is and you have to match that with a really great offer. Talk to us about how did you get crystal clear on who you wanted to serve? Yeah. And then how did you then shape a compelling offer that has obviously taken you to creating $30,000 of monthly recurring revenue? How did you structure that offer? How did you think about that? Yeah. So first I thought about like my skill set, who I could actually help. And that's not often what people like... I don't even know if I would recommend that to other people because oftentimes it's what's the biggest need. It's not like what's my current skill set. It's what's the biggest need and I can learn to do that, which is a good way to go about it. Yeah. But I already had this skill of how to grow on TikTok. I'd done it for myself. I'd done it for a company now and I had people asking me to help them. And so I was like, this, there is a need and I already had the skill. And so I just put those two things together. And so for the first month, I didn't really have an ideal client. I didn't have like, this is who I want to work with. This is who I can help. I did kind of think beforehand, who can I help? Building a personal brand using short form content or any sort of content at all takes time. It's not generally an overnight thing. Some people have overnight things, but most don't. And so who can I get quicker results for rather than someone who can pay me $1,500, $3,000 a month for three years and then it would pay off versus who can I help right now so like they actually stay with me because someone who I can help, you know, I think it'd be worth it for someone to create content with me for three years and then down the road, finally it'll pay off. I think it'll be worth it, but it's really hard to get people to stay on that way. Whereas if you can find someone you can help. Yeah, you need a Yeah, sure. so if you can help you someone get, get a quick, quick win, win, get 10 leads their first day, that's way better than the three years guy. So I was thinking, who can I help do that? And people who have sort of digital offers rather than like a restaurant per se, are much, much better and can collect leads online quicker. They can set up an opt-in form, get 2,000 followers, and boom, they can start collecting leads, right? So that's who I can help quicker is people with online offers like coaches, uh, course creators honestly are the best um, because they can see, oh, I posted a video, got a million views, and I got $10,000 in sales. That was a direct correlation between those two things. So that's how I figured out who I can help most. I do have some people who are help, you know, building a long-term brand, and those people have a lot of money already. So they're not generally worried about throwing away two, two grand a month towards their personal brand. But I would say the majority of my clients are the online offer space, whether it be coaches, consultants, masterminds, mentorship, stuff like that. 
Mm, gotcha. That's cool. And I was going to say, so take that. That's great advice. Now match that with creating an offer, right? Because we see this all the time inside of Creative Rise. I'm sure you see this even with your clients as you're trying to help them create content. It's one thing to figure out who you want to serve, but it's a whole other thing to, to actually create a compelling offer, a good offer, right? And without having a good offer, you know, you're not actually going to build anything. So what advice do you have for people on creating a good offer? You've obviously done it on a recurring model, which I think is really smart. We encourage people at Creative Rise all the time to look for retainer style stuff because it gives you financial security. You know, if you've got them on, let's say a six month contract, three months, 12 months, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it also, when you've got recurring revenue, it allows you to leverage that money you know is coming in next month to, to hire people, to build your business, to do whatever you're going to do, right? So it's great. It's, it's great when you don't have to uh, guess or assume where your next paycheck is going to come from. You know where it's coming from. So um, quickly, do you, if you were to give advice to somebody who, let's say you three years ago, would you encourage someone to only go like a monthly recurring revenue model? Or would you encourage them to go, ah, oh, you can kind of do anything, just figure out how to create a good offer that you're going to get paid on? I think obviously everybody wants monthly recurring revenue just because it's like, oh, I can get a client or a customer and they can pay me continually. And then on top of that, I can stack now and I can stack more recurring revenue on top of that. So obviously recurring revenue is like, the more coveted thing. And there's more work behind it as well, because if I were to just launch like a $2,000 course to show you how to do this, which is my lower ticket offer, that's one time and it's a little more expensive than my you know recurring offer, but I'm only gonna get that once, never again. And you're probably never gonna buy anything from me again, because I've showed you everything, right? So it kind of sucks a little bit to be like, all right, two grand from this person, great, I made money, but now, you know, I can launch some maybe offers in the future to this person, but they've already bought from me. So obviously the recurring revenue is what everybody wants. And it's a little more, it's better in terms of you don't have to continually be getting new clients all the time. Like if you have a month where you, where you missed out, your marketing sucked, your ad campaign got taken down by Facebook, you still have clients coming in. Whereas if you're running like a, a coaching program offer and it's just a one-time five-week, four-week program and your Facebook ad campaign all get shut down at once, you might not have any money coming that month. So I would say it's it's been awesome for me personally to have a recurring revenue offer because I've had months where TikTok's been slow or I just haven't been able to post because I've been working on a bunch of other stuff. And so having that recurring revenue has been good for me because I've had months where like the last month to this month was zero change for me, which was hard for me um, just because I've been building out all this funnel stuff and moving to Phoenix. So it's been a lot. That's why the recurring revenue has been good for me. But I would say as long as you're identifying the need and if the need isn't recurring revenue and you really think there's a need, then go for it. But obviously recurring revenue is is awesome. Yeah. And what would you say is a big tip you would have for someone who's listening who's like, okay, I have a business similar to you where I can do recurring. Like that's what I want to be doing. We obviously know generating a recurring client, you need to build trust beforehand. What are your like maybe one or two tips for generating sales with recurring clients, right? Because a one-off client is different than a recurring client in how you kind of like lead them down the path of getting getting the sale. So yeah. what would be maybe like a tip? Totally. What would be maybe a tip or maybe it's about content or advice for people this. who would be wanting to build recurring clientele to support their monthly business? Are you saying the path to getting the clients or, path or after keeping them? Before. So before they've signed, what's maybe advice okay. or tips you have to get recurring clients to trust you to want to sign a contract? Yeah, I would say the more people see your face, the better. I think on average, it's really hard for me to calculate, but 
I would guess people have to see my videos at least three to four to maybe even five times before they even consider booking a call with me. So getting your face or whether it be LinkedIn or a Twitter or a tweet, I mean, getting you, your personal brand in front of people as many times as possible and for as long as possible. So TikTok's great. It's great for getting in front of people. You can reach a ton of people, but it doesn't really get in front of people for a long time, um, which is where you build that trust, right? You Watching a TikTok video, you don't really know somebody. They're energetic. They're maybe like a little more energetic than they usually are. They're not being quite authentic. Like even in my videos, I'm like, here's three ways to do this, right? And right now I'm talking a lot calmer than that, which is fine. But when they go check out my free training, which is like five minutes long in my link in my bio, now they've spent five solid minutes with just me. They know how I talk and my tonality. I build a little more trust that way. If you have YouTube videos, if you have a podcast like this, if you have longer form content where they can spend time with you, that's one of the best ways. Second, a lot of people will send someone straight to like an opt-in form and then write into like a, you know, buy my course or buy my digital product. And I would say getting on the phone with somebody, first of all, you can sell something higher ticket that way. You're probably not going to sell a $10,000 offer without getting on the phone with somebody. So getting on the phone with somebody, you can immediately build trust. Obviously, you have to be a good salesman and have, you know, good rapport, build a good rapport, have a good tonality, all that stuff. But if you can get on the phone with somebody and if they can spend time with you before they get on the phone with you, so they already know a little bit of who you are. Once they get on the phone, they already have a little bit of trust and now you're just validating that trust. And then that's a lot easier to close than just cold. They've never seen you before and then getting the phone. So even if you're doing cold outreach and you get a client, you're getting clients that way. If you can send them like, you know, here's a video to watch before our sales call. That would be 10 times better than just get on the sales call. Oh, this is what your face looks like. Yeah. 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 Get your face in front of people in order to generate trust to get that recurring mm-hmm. sale. That's great. Yeah. And so break down, what advice do you have for somebody in creating an offer? When you think about the way you've structured your offers, you know, if you had to do it again, what are some things now that you know what you know? You'd go back and go, okay, I got to make sure my offer has this, 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 and this. What would you say is the key to a great offer that's going to scale your business? Yeah, I would say the key to a great offer. I'm no Alex Hermosi, so I can't, you know, I'm <laughs> brand new to this. So I'll give you the best advice that I can. I would say selling what people want and giving them what they need is a great piece of advice that I would give. And that's especially true for TikTok and that short form space. Like I'm selling, I'll talk about like my digital product a little bit, which is like my lower ticket $1,500 coaching program. Like I sell people, here's how to get TikTok famous in 30 days, right? That's that's like the sell, but that's not what they actually need, right? People don't need 100,000 followers to make money on TikTok. I have 9,000 and I make almost $30,000 a month. So I sell the, this is, this is how, this is what you need, or this is what you want. And then I give them, this is actually what you need. Like, this is actually what's going to help you. And they just don't even know that yet. So oftentimes, like the clients that I work with, even in my agency, they don't even know what's going to work. They just know TikTok's a new opportunity and, and I want to get into it. And so selling them on the, on the front end, like, you know, I want to help you get to this many followers. Cause that's all they're thinking about. It's like, I want to get to followers. I want to get likes. I want to get views. And that'll make me sales when that's just not true. So I sell them what they want and then I give them what they need on the back end. And then they're happy for they're happier with me for that. 
and because they understand like oh this is actually how it works so, yeah i got you so yeah. it's it's you kind of trojan horse it with what they want and then you educate them on what they actually need then educate them you know in actually doing that in, in order to accomplish what they need okay cool so yeah and it's it's, it's a fine line between like selling what you want and what you need. It's a fine line of like walking that balance of not like, not selling like, oh, here's, you know, you've seen those guys who post like Ferrari content and they're in their Miami of penthouse. Yeah. And oh, they're yeah. selling a drop shipping course. That's way too far of selling what you want. Cause that's your, now you're selling a lifestyle and this is sort of maybe what you need. That's too far, but I would say there's a fine line of like what you actually want and what you actually need, right? So yeah. for sure. Totally. Don't take so, it too far. Is my okay, advice. so talk to us about, people are probably listening to this, us included, going, okay, content, content, content. You built your business to 25K per month with, for the first couple of months, you didn't have a website. You just had a calendar Love link. that. And you also had mm -hmm. no paid ads, which is mm -hmm. super interesting because a lot of people, even in our community here inside of Creative Rise, photographers, filmmakers, like let's say they're a wedding photographer. We hear this all the time. Well, I just need more leads. I should probably go and run Facebook ads because you know, I can't get any reach organically. And while some of that is theoretically true, right, as, as reach is declining on, you know, older platforms like TikTok, like Instagram and stuff, you know, reach is also expanding on platforms like TikTok, right? And the organic reach yeah. is expanding in different ways and YouTube shorts and all that stuff. So talk to us about organic content and talk to us about your formula for organic content. Because that was the first thing that I saw. And I was like, okay, wow, I've only seen stupid videos of people dancing and crap. And then I came across your stuff and a few other people's stuff. And I went, wow, okay, people are really starting to get short form on TikTok and it's impressive. And I, I really enjoy that. I'm glad that people are starting to utilize the platform in a way that's actually really relevant to, to sales psychology and stuff. Break down your formula for a good video. If somebody's wanting to sell a, similar to you, let's say a service-based business. So they're photographers, they shoot weddings, they shoot brands, they're filmmakers, they do what you're doing, similar to what you're doing, right? Short from video editing. They run social media management. Talk to those people and go, here's my formula for a good video and here's how you can kind of replicate it. Yeah, I'll tell you kind of like the process from idea all the way to a posted video and how I get from here to here. So idea first you got to think of a killer idea and basically how i do this is like if, uh, there's like three different ways i think of ideas from my videos one comment section one of the best ways to do it people ask questions all the time go look at your comment section even if they're not asking questions what are they commonly saying and how can you make a video around that um, number two um ask i think it's called ask the people.com or search people.com yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what, i know what you're talking about yeah Put search up your niche, your niche like yeah, yeah minus tiktok 100 video ideas right off the bat of commonly asked questions in your industry. Um, and the third, and I think this is probably the best one, is at the end of your workday, you've been on calls all day, you've been talking to clients, you've been building websites, whatever it is, write down for 30 seconds when you're done with your work, just 30 seconds, write down five ideas, five things that happened that day that were maybe a client had a win, maybe a client asked a really good question on a sales call, whatever it is, five things at the end of your day that way, when you go to film, you have a ton of ideas already ready to go. All right. So those are your ideas. Second, now scripting it out. So when you're ready to, you know, you have all your ideas, you have 30 ideas for the month, you're going to film 30 videos. All right, great. I always recommend batching the content. So whether it's every two weeks, 15 videos, or whether it's once a month, 30 videos, always batch the content. It just takes way less time. So now you've got your idea. Let's take a script. Now, number one thing for any video is the hook. And this is kind of like what I said earlier, selling what they want, not what they need. The hook, this is where you're gonna sell exactly what everybody wants. 
Like my hook might be, here's how to make $10,000 a month using TikTok. And I can talk about whatever I want the rest of the video as long as I keep watching. So really the hook, that's where you can get that Ferrari drop shipping course content is that hook, it has to be juicy. So the hook, the most important part, and I can give you and your whole audience my 30 hooks if you guys want that. I have like a PDF of like 30 hooks if anybody wants those. Yeah, we can put that, that, in, the, put that in the show notes. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. And so on the back end of the hook, 20 to 45 seconds of value of whatever the video is gonna be about. I generally like frameworks or putting a framework around it, like here's three ways to do this, or here's the exact three-step process to do this, or here's five ideas on this. If there's some sort of framework, people can stay longer and watch. So that's the script side of things. Then you have actually filming it. Obviously you wanna make the videos look good, always film vert uh, vertically, not horizontally. You wanna make the videos look good, get good lighting, get good audio. Audio is really, really important. People will just take you more seriously if your videos look and sound good. So filming, editing side of things, the captions that I have on all my videos are working really, really well right now. And just keep people's attention on the video a lot longer because they have more to look at than just your face talking. So the captions are really good right now. If you're making like, and by the way, this all this stuff I'm talking about is not for trends. I don't do any sort of trends. I don't use any sounds, nothing. This is just yeah. straight okay, Talk to value. us about that. Talk to us about that because yeah. I think that's where a lot of people go, oh, I can't create right now. I can't mm -hmm. I can't put out a video because I, I, I haven't found a new trend that I want to do. Yeah, or trending What sound. would you say to that person? I would say trends are great for growing an account. Like I did 250,000 followers doing all trends, all the dancing, singing stuff, and it made me zero dollars. So you might feel better inside. You're getting followers, you're getting likes. You might feel better. Your ego might be struck a little bit, but it's not going to do anything for you, in my opinion. I think if you think about your ideal client, whether for you it's you know a photographer, for me it's a coach or consultant, do they really wanna see a video of you dancing? Do they, wanna, do they really wanna see a video of you pointing to things around the screen like this? No, they do not. So they wanna see, they wanna know, like, and trust you. The way they do that, you wanna talk to the camera like you're talking to your ideal audience. That's the number one way to do it. I think if you're out there doing trends, it can be great for growing an account, maybe for, I honestly don't think there's any reason, but if you really wanna do it, then I would at least add this value add content on top of it, where you're talking to the camera and just giving value. So that's why I do that. Okay. Editing side of things, the captions, and then posting, re I repurpose all the all the same videos to TikTok, shorts, and reels. That was just my whole spiel. Gotcha, cool, cool. Great. So talk to us, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up on this. This has been a great conversation. We'll wrap up on this. And then we got question at the end of this, that two questions that are like signature show questions. But talk to us about where do you think short form video is going? One of the things that we've been preaching on this podcast for months, probably like a year and a half actually, is that guys, if you are a photographer, and you do not know how to how to do video, you're going to be non-existent in five years, 10 years, and not literally non-existent, but the market for video is massively exceeding the market for photo in so many ways. And we always encourage people, you've got to get a basic understanding of how to create short form video. Where do you see all of that going? And why would you encourage somebody to, to take short form video seriously? Because the reality is, I heard a quote the other day, from somebody talking about Casey Neistat. And they were like, yo, Casey Neistat, like you're just the most creative person in the world. That's why you blew up on, on YouTube. And he said, I'm not the most creative person in the world. The most creative person in the world hasn't posted yet. I just do it. You know, I just show up and I, I do things every day. And I think you'd probably agree with that, that the people who are winning right now are the people who just do short form video, whether they 
love the format or they don't love the format. They just do it. Where do you see the trend, if you call it, of short form video going? Or is it a trend? Or is it just the new reality we live in? And uh, what would you encourage someone to do with you know, your understanding of where everything's going? I would say short form is just a piece of the pie. It's not really a trend and it's not really like what's it right now. It's just a piece of the pie. So you've got all of the pie. You've got, you know, long form, you've got short form, you've got written text, you've got whatever else kind of content there is, podcasts. You put that all together and you have content, right? Short form is just a big piece of that. And short form, yeah, is taking up a good portion of that pie right now. And it's a great way to grow the pie for your podcast. And it's a great way to, you know, get clips for the podcast so you can promote it, get clips from your YouTube videos so you can promote your YouTube videos. But ultimately the the goal is still to get people to watch you as long as possible, no matter what type of content it is. So short form by itself, it can be great and it's scaled me to this point, but ultimately content itself is what's key. And that's been true for ever. It's not just been when there's video, it's been newspaper content, it's been billboard content. Now it's just online content. So I think content 100% like Gary Vee talks about all the time, Content is still 100% key and wherever the attention is right now, that's where you should go. Obviously the attention right now is on TikTok, it's on YouTube shorts, it's on Instagram reels, it's on LinkedIn starting to get a lot of traction right now, um, it's on Twitter. So being on those platforms right now is super important, but I would say just having your attention go to wherever is next, wherever there's content is key. And video right now, obviously video is just more interesting than photos is a sad truth. I think photos are really, really cool. I think photos do a lot and I don't think they're going away. Obviously photos are still really important, but video right now is just, it's just more interesting for people's short attention spans. So mm -hmm. that's why yes. it's getting a lot of traction. And it's like you said earlier, it's actually a better way for people to spend more time with you, right? You know, the average time spent on a photo compared to the mm -hmm. average time spent on a video you've created, right. it's probably a lot shorter. So from a sales perspective, you, you creating video that. is probably much more advantageous um, for your business. Okay, cool. Grace, and this yeah, is Yeah, and even if... Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, even if someone spent 10 seconds on a photo and 10 seconds on a video, they're going to know you more from the video than they are the yes, photo. Yes, totally, sure. totally. Yeah, that's, no, that's great, great advice. So this has been a great conversation. Um, we got two questions to kind of wrap up here that we always ask everybody. Thanks so much for being on the show. Number one, uh, where can people find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, best way to find me and actually message me is Instagram at Grayson Lupus. And the best way to see all my content, I post the same thing on TikTok, Instagram, and Shorts. So you can follow me on any of those platforms. But Instagram, if you want to actually message me, I look at most of my DMs. So, Okay, cool. Awesome. And then this is our, our signature question for the show. The why behind Creative Rise is that we exist to help people break the creative struggle because we believe people deserve to break it. As you probably know, there's a lot of creatives, whether they're friends from high school, college, whatever, that are so creative, they're so great at what they do, but they don't understand how to run a business. Therefore, they never actually get to do what they love and, and experience the, the freedom with their time and finances because of that. So we always ask people, why should somebody care enough about growing, like learning business in order to be able to break the creative struggle? To you and the success that it's given you, being able to break the struggle of failing in other businesses, why should somebody care enough to try? Why does it matter? I would say it matters because if you're not going to do it, someone else is going to. So if you are a photographer, you're a wedding photographer, wedding videographer in the Seattle area, and there's another, there's obviously not just one of you, probably there's probably tens, maybe hundreds of you out there. And if you're not going to do the content, 
someone else is going to do the content and they're going to take all the business that sees your that sees that person's videos that looks up on the internet or even just looks up on TikTok wedding videographer near me and their videos pop up and yours don't that's the number one reason why you should be creating content i would also say that if your goal as a business owner truly is which i hope most business owners is is to help the most people possible short form content and content in general is how you're going to reach those people so if your goal is to just make money for yourself maybe you just run paid ads whatever that's fine but if your goal is to help us and impact as many people as possible giving away free value on social media just telling people about your story telling people as just telling them as much free information as you can that's how you're going to make the biggest impact anyways so even if you don't do it for the business which 100 it will come if you want to make the biggest impact you possibly can then you have to reach the most people you possibly can and the best way to do that is social media mm. love it i love it. it's a great answer that's well cool. dude thanks so much for being on the show today so appreciate it great to connect thanks for giving so much value to our audience yeah thanks grayson yeah Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Christy. It was great to be on. Awesome. Well, that was such a great chat with Grayson. Tons of great tactical value for people that can yeah. actually go and start doing this for their business He's right now. Smart. I love what he talked about getting your face in front of clients to build trust multiple times before you were to ever try to make a sell. I think that's really important and a great encouragement for all of us. Totally. That was definitely encouraging and even makes us think, okay, how can we continue to do that in our own businesses? For sure. Um, which is really cool. So guys, if you want quickly, link in the description of the podcast if you want to get his free 30 hooks for TikTok that he talked about. That's awesome. That's just his gift to our audience, to you guys. So Grayson, thanks again for that. I hope you guys take advantage of that because I'm definitely going to be doing that. It's always great to get more hooks that are going to help us create better short form content. Other than that, guys, there's a lot to learn from today's episode. So I hope you got a ton of value from it. Make sure you go follow Grayson online. And most importantly, come back next week. We will see you again next week, next Wednesday for another episode of the Creative Rest Podcast, helping you break the creative struggle in whatever way that's going to look like for you. So yeah, see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.